Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Talk Hard. Uh, this is the second half of the ultra-long episode that we split up. We are going to now get into a little bit of our favorite television shows of all time. So sit back, enjoy, and uh, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Give us some good ratings and take a listen. They're going to put me in the movies. They're going to make a big star out of me. We'll make the film about a man that's sad and lonely And all I gotta do is act naturally Guys, let's just jump right into this. Uh, last week, maybe maybe close to two weeks ago, Rolling Stones put out, their magazine put out their top 100 TV shows of all time. Um, the list, I agreed with some of it. I uh, thought some of it was absolutely idiotic, um, and we can maybe get into that. But uh, maybe as we name our shows, let's name what our favorite shows are of all time. And then maybe as we do that, um, Scott, if you can give it a qu quick once-over to see if those shows made Rolling Stone's list and where, and okay. then we can tell them why they're wrong or or not. So, um Anyway, favorite TV show of all time. Todd, where, you want to start us off? What, what do you got? Oh, my gosh. My favorite TV show of all time. Ugh. And I've got 10 written down. So, I mean, you don't have to limit it to one. Right. Um, gosh, it, it's, it's really tough. I've, I've got, like, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at, you know, a list of 12, and I know, I'm, I know I've missed some. Um because a lot of these, you know, are a lot of these are like in, you know, you know, 60s, 70s television stuff that I grew up watching formidable year type, you know, stuff. Right. And so a lot of it's, an, you know, is it the best quality TV or is it, you know, is it nostalgic, you know, feelings of, oh, I remember watching this. And mm -hmm. So, I, you know, a lot of that, I mean, like like more recent. TV shows. And, you know, a lot of them I haven't seen, like I said, I haven't seen house of cards and there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen, especially in the last five or six years. I've just not, I'm not, I'm not caught up the where I need to be, but, um, uh, Seinfeld is definitely up there. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of, I guess every time, every time I see it on, I always, whatever I'm doing, I make it a point to just stop doing that. And just watch whatever it is, even if it's only half of an episode. Or I usually catch them like halfway in. Seinfeld uh, is number five on the list. Um, Alan, is it on your list also? Seinfeld was one of my ten, and absolutely, as was, well yeah. as mine. So that, that's uh, unanimous on Seinfeld. Yeah, here's the thing about Seinfeld, and and I had a, this discussion with um, somebody the other day. The thing about Seinfeld that confuses me is why hasn't the next generation fallen in love with it like we did. Yeah. Is it that dated? Because my daughter will get up in the morning and come into the living room, and while she's getting ready for school, she'll turn Friends on Netflix. Mm -hmm. But she has no desire to watch Seinfeld. And they were made at the same time. It's got a bad rap. It's got a, it, It's developed a, a reputation as uncool uh, for that generation for some huh. reason. Uh, yeah. At least it, that's the way I feel about it that, that, yeah. that I've picked up on. I've talked to some people that have never seen it and never want to. Like, I feel like if you give it a shot, 
Yeah. Uh, if you've got a good sense of humor, you, you're not going to ha- be able to help but like it. Um, but yeah, no, there are a lot of people that just don't want even want to give it a shot. And I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because, you know, it gets a, a bad rap for being, it's it is an extremely white show. <laughs> like there's no doubt about it. Like, yeah. It is very white and it's for, you know, it, people complain that it's for, it's for like the gap crowd and, and, you know, middle, uh, middle class white people or, or well-to-do white people so i I don't know if that's part of why it it got kind of the uncool rep yeah do either of you feel that way that that's that that's part of it or or that people look at it that way maybe a little bit but it that like i feel like friends is kind of that way too it's super white and it is super yeah and those and and like teenagers love that show now and I'll be honest, I, that show's not that funny. No. I don't laugh very much at Friends. Right. I don't either. I, I don't either. Friends is... I, I, think, I think with Seinfeld, you've got you've got a show that is written by two people for the, for the majority that are just geniuses when it comes to finding three or four little funny nuggets and tying them all together, resolving them in 20 minutes, and having them you know, just, uh, resonate for decades later. Uh, friends is about, you know, friends is about the cast and, you know, Seinfeld is about the cast to a point, but Seinfeld is about the writing. I mean, you know, if they didn't have the writing of Larry David and Jerry, um, you know, would it be the same show even with the same cast? Yeah. Mm. Friends is a show that you can, disappear into you can you can turn off your brain and melt into the couch and get some laughs and and you know and and there's your there are your buddies on the screen that you that you liked a lot like it's a feel it's a feel-good show it's not super smart but it is you know it's funny in in its own way and so i almost feel like it's kind of got that like not to the same extent, but like the full house effect. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand why people like full house at all, but it's, it's kind of bubble gummy almost. And like, yeah, that's, I think, yeah, I think you, I think you're nailing it with that, that and say by the bell and that kind of stuff. It's empty calories for your brain. Like mm-hmm. you can, you can completely disengage and still be into it. All right. I just, uh, that, that was just an interesting thing about Seinfeld was that we were talking about that and, and she's the one that brought it up and she's absolutely right. Like it's just not, it's just not aged well with the, with the new crowd. So, yeah. um, but I still find it very funny anyway. Uh, Scott, you want to throw one up there on the list? Uh, I'll go probably my top spot. I'll say goes to Mad Men. I think. Um, wow. Top spot. I think so. I think so. I really loved that show and just couldn't wait uh, for for all of them to come out. And then part of that's just because, like, I part of it's the time period, and like, I love mm. that. Like, that's you know, everybody's got a you know uh, has there's a time that they feel like they could have born been born in, and or you know that just speaks to them, or they just love all the stuff from it, and like that late fifties, early sixties. Like I just love everything from it, so I, I loved watching that show just automatically. And um, one of my favorite uh, characters of all time is on it, and hmm. uh, uh, that would be Roger Sterling. And so love that show, and it's really good. And 
I, luckily, I started watching in season three because I think I think if I'd started season one, I don't think I would have watched the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't start watching until season three, and and uh, it got a lot more kind of fun. And uh, and and people might think I'm weird to say the show was fun, but like a lot of the advertising stuff was fun for me, and like the the business side of it, and it was interesting and and kept me going. So yeah, I love that show. It's funny you say that because I I started it on Netflix and uh-huh. made it through about a season and three quarters and then just couldn't stay with it. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have not, not those first yeah. two seasons. I absolutely wouldn't have. Uh, nope. Yeah. So maybe I just need to pick it back up and power through uh, and finish it up. Where did it fall on the Rolling Stones list? Number four. Wow. So you wow. all named four and five. Um, so far, Todd, did you ever watch Man Man? I have not watched a single episode. Yeah. All right, but, moving on. Uh, but you know, I'm, I, th- that can't. When but did you want to? But you want to trash it? You want to trash it anyway? <laughs> well, I tell you what. If I was in New Zealand, <laughs> I might watch it. Um, what? What would you? What did you ask me? When? When? When was its inaugural season? Uh, that's a good question. Um, early two thousands. Hold on, I'll look it up as you all continue to speak. Hey, well, Alan, how you doing, buddy? Yeah, you know, just uh, wondering when when that Madman show started. <laughs> well, I'm thinking it probably started right about. Series premiered on July 19th, 2007. 2007. Okay, that was uh, that was probably that was a couple years before uh, my life went in the toilet and I had to <laughs> drop cable and everything else. Uh, so that, that's, that's, that's like a, that's like a major, um, you know, like after the common era type thing for me, you know, that mm-hmm. 2009 when, when, when all, when all everything went to the big crapper, I know we're diverting here. I'm, I apologize, but, <laughs> but because of that, because of that, I'm getting to a point actually. That's your um, dividing but, line. That year yeah. is your, is your dividing line. Yeah, that when that happened, then yeah, I, 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 my my life, my cable life ended uh, probably around that same time. In more and, ways than uh, one, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's I think, right. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. Cable and cable. Yeah, that's right. So watching and working, out, folks. There you go. Uh, first one I'm going to throw on the list um, since we're talking about. Uh, you said. Madman had one of your favorite characters. Maybe my favorite character from TV uh, is Michael Scott from The Office. So I'm throwing The Office up there um, okay. on my list. Um, probably, I don't know if it's my number one spot, but it's top three. Um, until the season where Michael Scott left, and then those two seasons after kind of uh, weren't as good. But those first five seasons, I think it was five, five or six seasons were Seven. He was on seven, and then they did two more. So those first seven seasons, I'll put up against anything. Fair enough. Uh, I liked the show. Uh, I stopped watching it somewhere along the line, maybe about halfway through. Uh, but it is funny. Yeah, I, I really, I really liked, uh, I really liked the American Office, and I had already watched the British Office. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the British Office after, and I and I I liked it a lot. Um, and it was so neat to have watched that and then watch, you know, oh, so, oh, Dwight's the new Gareth and, 
Right. Uh, Michael Scott's the new David Brent and so on and so forth. So good stuff though. I, I enjoyed it. Scott, any reason you, you stopped watching it? Not really. It just, it just wasn't enough to, you know, and if I'm going to sp- spend time watching a show, like uh, it's gotta be uh really, really, you know, engaging for me. I got to want to, and yeah. sitcoms, it's tough for them to do that for me at this point. Like, cause mm-hmm. you know, time is, time is precious. And if I'm going to like work on editing and junk like that, then I, you know, I got to keep my, my TV show load low. So it just, it right. got to the point where, uh, it, did, it didn't make, it didn't make cut. a cut yet. Yeah. All right. Todd, you got another one you want to throw up there? Yeah. Uh, I, I, and this is a this is a more recent uh, show, but um, honestly, I don't remember the last time I got pulled into a show and had to finish it as fast as I could. And that's Breaking Bad. It was just uh, I think you actually said, have you watched that yet? And I'm like, no. And we had Netflix at the time. It was just one of those, you know, I just, you know, we may not have had Netflix when it first came out. We didn't have AMC because we didn't have cable. So I was kind of a little bit behind, but then I don't know. I probably watched, I probably started watching it. What did it run? Five seasons? Or- yeah, five, five. I think five's right. Maybe six, but I think five's right. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually start watching it until I think the last season had started. Oh wow! On you know on AMC anyway. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I re- yeah, I really. I mean, I, we started watching it, and I mean, I remember I remember staying up watching like three or four in a row and it was like almost 1 a.m. and I had to work the next day. Or, yeah. And I was like, I, and, and I mean, talking myself and Blythe talking herself into watching it, we'd stay up till 2 a.m. watching another episode. And then finally yeah. driven by despair and uh, complete <laughs> exhaustion, we stopped. Number so. number three on the list. Number three. Uh, Todd, how often do you and, and Blythe uh, have – and Blake, this is Mrs. Sheen for anybody that doesn't know. Um, how often do you and Mrs. Sheen cross over on TV shows? Um, not, not a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she doesn't like anything. Um, she, she doesn't like anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let me, that's why you don't stop a sentence too early, folks. Yeah. <laughs> Um, she, she's, you know, she's, she likes, uh, she likes more, um, she doesn't go into like dark material very well. Yeah. She doesn't yeah. like that. And that's fine. Um, I mean, I, that's fine. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I, I tend to, I, I gravitate towards that some, I guess because I've, I've been to the dark side, you know? Mm. And uh, so, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, that was one of the shows that, I mean, I couldn't believe she was as, you know, enthralled with it as I was. Cause I mean, I was just, man, I just couldn't get enough. Did you say it made you? So t- it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did you say it made your top 10, Alan? Yes. It's on there. It, it's the last show. I started watching it four seasons in. Uh-huh. Uh, watched the first three on Netflix and then started watching it on AMC in season four. And it's the last thing I can remember being appointment TV for me. Like every time it came on, I was watching it as it came on. I wasn't DVR and I had to see what was happening next. 
I think uh, I did the same thing, except maybe I might have caught up through four and then watched the the fifth one uh, real time. Yeah. Uh, um, what was what's the Vince? Uh, what's the guy that created his name? Gill- Gilligan. What's yeah, Vince Gilligan. Yeah. yeah. He he did. It, this was also about the time where I started listening to podcasts, and he did a genius thing where he would have a podcast that went along with every episode um, probably from episode six on and, and they're still up. If anybody wants to like get on Netflix and watch an episode and then get out and he gave all the behind the scenes stories, he would have actors on, he would have the showrunner on whoever directed that episode. Cause somebody different directed all the, all, all the episodes, maybe some of the writers would have them on to this podcast to talk about like pretty much scene for scene, what was going on in all these um, so if you really wanted some in-depth stuff on Breaking Bad, um, th- that was kind of I thought that was kind of uh, revolutionary and genius because I don't think anybody had done that before then. So anyway, go ahead. Uh, I really liked it. Um, it's very good, but it I, it does it probably doesn't not in the top ten for me. Um, I, it there were maybe twice I almost had to bail out on it because mm. it got so rough it was dark yeah. dark like and and i like to i like to you know especially tv i like tv to make me feel good um and that show does not uh so that was i mean mad men had its its moments but it would rebound with 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 some fun stuff but man no like the further breaking bad went then the it just kept going like the the further it went down and it got to the point where oh and i i want somebody to be to be likable yeah and and roger sterling being one of my maybe the my favorite character uh, tv character of all time he was the one and he was always likable on on that show even because don draper wasn't very you know a lot of a lot of times he wasn't and uh but walt you know there were there were big stretches of time on on breaking bad where nobody was likable yeah and that's rough for me it's hard for me and and when um kristen ritter's character i think that that might have been when she passed away and all that like right around there i, I was like maybe i'm i don't know if i can keep doing this uh, so anyway. yeah, when Walt let Jessica Jones choke on her own vomit, that yeah. was that was a rough that was a rough time. <laughs> yeah. <on the> show. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Uh, all right. Uh, oh, real quick, real quick. Um, yeah, what Todd was saying, I thought was a really good point uh, when we're talking these top tens. Um, just like Todd said, he's got a, a bunch of shows from the seventies that that he's got special love for, and and you're trying to think like did those belong in the top 10? Cause I really love those shows. And so for me and you, it's probably the eighties shows mm-hmm. are the exact same way. And, and yeah, I feel like I could have two separate top tens and I'm trying to decide if, if any of those belong in, in the overall top 10 or is it just, yeah, is it just complete nostalgia? Um, because man, there are some 80 shows that I love, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Yeah. Do you have any from Alan? Do you have any that from I don't, your childhood? No. Okay. Because I I I appreciate them from my childhood, and yes. I also appreciate them for what they were. And they like most of them weren't really really that good, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, but man, yeah. I okay. Go ahead. Maybe I like, get to it. Yeah, and I can. Yeah, and I and I. I can I can like them because of what they are, but I uh-huh. can't put them on a top ten of the best shows 
because I, I understand why. At the very end of this, let's have a special section where we mention those that that count come the closest for us. Just okay. a couple that, yeah. That, that okay, yeah, that's good. Okay, so do you? I think it's. I think you're up, Gustav. Just uh, mentioned Breaking Bad. Do you have one? Uh, another one you want to throw up? Let's say. Let's What's, say you said Breaking Bad was third on the list, right? Yeah. List. Yeah. Okay. Let's say the Wonder Years. Hmm. I I did not watch it. Not one episode uh, when it was on uh, during its run. Um, but they did a marathon when I was in college. And, um, man, I thought that was a great show when I watched it in college. I haven't seen it since then, but I couldn't, I couldn't believe, and I absolutely fell in love with it and thought it was, you know, maybe I wouldn't like it at all now, but like I watched it in college and thought this is an amazing show and I loved it and I haven't seen it since then. So that's where it has stayed for me. Um, and I, I really liked it. Uh, it's a little bit sentimental and it might be a little bit sappy at times. Um, but I, I really liked it. Yeah, I did too. I, but I did watch them when I was a kid. I remember, okay. I remember watching them. You know, when they came out, which I was probably ten, yeah, ish, ten, eleven, twelve. I remember thinking it was cool because it was from Kevin's point of view, right. and he was about my age. Yeah, and like that, that hadn't been, I hadn't seen that before, and so that kind of caught me. Uh, Todd, did you like the Wonder Years at all? Um, I mean, I liked it, but I, it was one of those shows. I guess when it came out, I was. I was just not watching. I just didn't watch it. I, I, I think it, what was it? Mid to late eighties. Yeah. Yes. Be around then, yeah. yeah, late okay. 80s. yeah. It was at that time where I was, I guess I was probably in college and you know, I just didn't. <laughs> yeah, it's not, in, it wasn't in your wheelhouse there. It wasn't in my wheelhouse at the time. And it, it's a shame because if it had come out a little earlier or a little later, mm-hmm. it's, you know, the nostalgia would have definitely yeah. been enough to pull me in. You didn't like it in college, but Scott, that's when you said you did <laughs> like it. So I wonder what the difference was there. Well, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm a little sappy. I'm the sappiest of the three of us. Um, oh, there's no doubt about that. <laughs> you right, Todd? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. I just happened to catch, you know, one of the first episodes when they were playing it on that marathon and just got sucked into it. Uh, so I don't know. I love the show. I didn't put it in my top 10, but I did like it a lot. And I would go back and watch them now. I think they yeah. are on, they're on Netflix. Uh, also all of them. Yeah. I think, um, that, I think Todd's on it though. I think that that generational difference where he's just that decade of difference. Yeah. You know, because so it that places me and you, you know, from our childhood, like 20 years past, you know, the Wonder Years when it was mm-hmm. shot and, and makes it a little more, you know, foreign. Whereas Todd, it's just 10 years and, you know, and I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. <laughs> That's uh, fine. That's fine. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw up. Uh, a show that actually pretty much completely changed my life. And that's uh mystery science theater 3000 also on it's my list on my list. Um, man, that just revolutionized the way I watched movies <laughs> Yeah, yeah. all the way around those dudes. I, when that came out and I think you, my Scott, I think you introduced me to MST 3k. Okay. Um, I don't think I ever watched it until I, I came to your house and we watched it. Uh, you, you told me it was something I had to do while we were there. Um, 
and I am forever grateful for it because now I can't get enough of those guys. I still go, they still do riff tracks at, at uh, some theaters every now and then they'll come out with one and I'll still go and, and um, uh, loved everything about that show. The whole premise was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel was funny. Uh, Mike was funny. Where, um, where do you fall on Joel versus Mike? I, I'm a Mike guy. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I like Mike better. Joel is a little too gloomy. Yeah, he is. He, sometimes. He's, yeah, he's very dour. Yeah. Um, but, but he was the first one. And I think I, I kind of fell yeah. in love with, with Joel and, and had, had a, had trouble transitioning to Mike, but yeah, I would say that Mike's probably actually better at it. Yeah. Um, and then you got n- the new episodes coming now. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause they had the incredibly, uh, successful crowdfunding mm-hmm. where people, um, chipped in tons of millions of dollars to, to get those things back up. So, yeah. And now Sophie's a fan. I, I, she, she watches a cartoon and, uh, she was showing me a clip of it and and this one character was like named mayor dewey and and his voice i was like hey that's joel and uh and sure yeah sure enough it was and so i was like that you know it clicked in my head like oh you you got to see mayor dewey on and this show that you know you got to see this show you're gonna like it i think so we did we watched um what was the first one we watched oh we watched um the one with rouse dower uh, oh yeah, tw- oh, <laughs> yeah the final the final sacrifice yes yeah. yes uh, with, with the, yeah and for anybody who hasn't seen it it's canadian and they made like one of the heroes his name is zap rousedower <laughs> and he couldn't be more canadian he's got a oh, mullet man. and a mustache and he's super out of shape but anyway uh yeah the, the love love that show love that show and where did it rank on rolling stones um it is on there it is i'll find it and tell you all um but the i've got to say watching them with her we've watched a couple now the uh man the the little interstitial scenes in in between watching the movie some of them are rough dude (laughs) i fast forward to them yeah 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 when we watch them now yeah (laughs) every once in a while you would hit gold and I can remember a couple that I that really made me laugh, but for the most part, those things are yeah. Yeah, if some I turn of the, out, those on, that's the outtakes are pretty good though. Oh yeah, I don't think I've seen uh, any we, outtakes. I don't think I have either. If you if you if you get the DVDs, they've got some uh, like the gag reels on them. Um, that's cool. Night- and I've, I'm trying to think it, the the mad you know the mad scientist yeah. and his partner was it Frank or I can't remember the character's yes, name. But. Yeah. They they're they're um, TV's for their goofs together are just really really funny very well done yeah I like those guys and I, and but when when they went to Pearl and the Monkey Man and then the yeah. white the, the whatever that guy with the brain was uh, I don't know, I just, that stuff was man yeah it was a little rough uh, ninety three on the list by the way ninety three see that's this this <laughs> yeah some of this list is awful yeah that's one of them. Because that's way too low. Yeah. Was it on your yeah, list? I, I would agree. I would agree with that. Does it make your top ten? Todd, uh, I didn't. I didn't actually have it in there, and that's okay. just one of those that I was talking about that you know I would uh, probably put in there. Okay. 
Well, tell us one that is on your list, buddy. Well, let's see here. Um, I'm going to go nostalgic, and that is uh, Wonderful World of Disney. Boo! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, go ahead. <laughs> you know, for the longest time, I mean, starting back in what, when did he, when did he start his show? Was it in the 50s that he started the first Disney t- television show? Yeah. I, I can't remember. I mean, it went, it was on every network. I mean, um, and the the version that I grew up with was the one that was on NBC. It was on Sunday nights at seven o'clock, mm-hmm. and we were always at Gethsemane Baptist Church, so yep. I didn't have to see it. Yeah, <laughs> um, so I was the exact same way, Todd. Except Walt had passed by the time that I was, and yeah, I lived for that Sunday night time slot, and yeah, and it drove yeah. me crazy that church. W- you know, I really I just wanted to get home to see you know whatever movie or whatever it was they were showing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, I missed oh, out on that. If That's... we were in revival week, you all were screwed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were anyway. I, I I just had to I had to come up with a good you know sickness each yeah. time. Uh, yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, that show. I mean, and the 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 part that the part that um, sticks with me were with with Wonderful World of Disney. They would uh, you know it would come on. It would last an hour, seven to eight every Sunday. And what they would do is, you know, if they had, you know, if you had a, if you had a, you know, an animated film, it would be shown in two parts or, yeah, you know, they would right. do the made for TV, you know, Disney used to do some made for TV movies and one of them, they actually shot in good old Danville, Kentucky, uh, back in the mid to late seventies. Uh, they shot it up at, uh, the Bellevue Cemetery up by KSD. I mean, it's a, it's a neat little uh, live action film. Um, and it was, you know, I, I mean, I was in, I guess I was probably 10 or 11 when they came to town to do it. And I wasn't involved in it, but I remember some of, some of the kids that I was in class with uh, were involved in it. And I was just like, wow. And I remember when it came out. Huh? Check it out. Do you remember the name of it? Yeah, it was, it's called Child of Glass, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's on a demand anywhere or not. Uh, I've got a DVD of it, of course, uh, but because uh, I had a had an old clamshell video cassette that I made a copy of because the the video was wearing out. But it's a it's a, it's a good flick. I mean, it's it's definitely Disney Disney TV, you know. They always had a way of, you know, having these uh, really good character actors and parts. So, I mean, they always had really good acting talent in front of the camera when they were doing anything. Even if the story was really weak, they always had good, good talent in front of the camera and decent, decent talent behind the camera, too. Was it on Rolling Stones list anywhere, Scott? Uh, Which one? Wonderful World of Disney. No, it's not. I didn't think so. Yeah, it's our first. That's our first. Uh, first pick not on Rolling Stone's pretty terrible list. I'll take it. I'll take that. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what else you got? The Wonder Years, by the way, was sixty-three. Oh yeah, we didn't say that one. Sixty-three. That's. Uh, it's, a, it's a little low. Yeah, I'd <laughs> say so. I'd say so. Yeah. Uh, is it my turn mm-hmm. or yours? Yes. Okay, my turn. Uh, let's say, man, there's so many good ones. So many good ones. 
I'll say Saturday Night Live has to be on there. Does that count, or are we doing scripted only? Yeah, no, I, I've, I've got Saturday Night Live on mine. Okay. So. Got to go SNL, then. Yeah. And so Absolutely. Not a lot to say about that when everybody knows what Saturday Night Live is, but let's yeah. let's name our, like, our favorite cast. Like, the favorite, our favorite era mm. of SNL. My favorite era was the Dana Carvey, Mike Myers yeah. uh, era. Um, when we were, man, we were in, uh, that was youth group year. So we were 15, mm-hmm. 16, 17 and man, that stuff could not have been any more funny for that age. Yeah. I, I'll agree with that era. And, and I will say that I, I would nominate Phil Hartman as the best to ever be on the best SNL performer to ever yep. be on the show. I, I would probably second that. I'll give you that. Yeah, definitely. You know, well, I just... that settles it, everybody. <laughs> Shut Never her down. Won. Shut her down, everybody. <laughs> I, you know, I just, I just found, I just had heard that uh, they, they uh, got rid of Jay Farrow and Taryn Killen. Yeah, they sure did. From oh, the really? cast, I had no idea. I didn't either. And it's, wow, Jay Farrow's great. And, and Taryn Killen. I mean, yeah. You know. Taryn started out. It's interesting. Taryn started out super strong, and I thought to myself, "This guy's like the next breakout star of Saturday yeah. Night Live." And I do feel like over the last two or three years, he fell off for some reason like he didn't uh, he, he diminished and i don't know quite why that is or why i feel that feel that way but um he interesting so they they let them it's interesting they did that they but let them both get to six years the snl guys are on seven year contracts is basically how Saturday Night live works uh when they when they make you a featured perform what do they, they call that you're not quite ready for primetime player yeah the, oh yeah, the, yeah. Featured player as opposed to the yeah. as the regular cast, yeah, or whatever the 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 new guys that they bring on, they they say or feature like a, a whatever you know when you yeah. become one of the real guys that that is that you know and not one of the ones at the very end <laughs> when you get on the varsity team and yeah. not the JV, the yeah. ones that are actually have their video in the intro, right, um, and not just a placeholder at the end. Uh, so th- when that happens, they sign you to a seven year contract. And yeah, interesting that they they ended both of those guys before they got to their seventh year, um, it's because they, both of them were in year six. Yeah, that is yeah, because Jay Farrow does a ton of impersonations and he's really good at them. Yeah, yeah. So that's I, I wonder if that was a mutual thing because he does a lot of traveling with stand up too. So maybe that was maybe he felt it was his time to do that. Todd, what was your favorite era? I don't think you ever said. Did you? Are you talking to me? Yeah. What was your favorite <laughs> Saturday Night Live era? I, thought, yeah, I don't think you ever said what your favorite era was. Uh, Piscopo. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll be honest. I, I really liked the uh, I liked the Phil Hartman, yeah. Mike Myers era. Mm-hmm. Um, I I mean, growing up, I mean, I was when when SNL first came out, I was nine, I think, the first season. Uh, and I remember watching it the first few years. I loved uh, loved Chevy, loved Dan Aykroyd and Belushi. I uh, loved when Bill Murray came on in season two uh, or three. I can't remember, um, but loved it. Um, uh, but, you know, going back, I mean, it's hard, you know, especially, you know, the way it was back then. It's hard to watch the old shows. There's just there's some of that stuff that still has lasting power, but there's so much of the so many skits from the 
seventies and eighties stuff that is just hardly watchable. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I was never, and as much as I loved, uh, Belushi, I liked Ackroyd more. Um, I, I didn't like the samurai skits. Um, I, I liked, I liked Belushi when he wasn't, you know, necessarily a buffoon. He was a good actor. I mean, I, I liked, I liked him when he kind of played a little more kind of the straight guy, not the, 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 the gonzo guy other than, you know, an animal house. Um, but probably, you know, if I, if I was going with strongest and, you know, the, 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 the time that I thought was most watchable would, would have been the Phil Hartman, Mike Myers era, Dana Carvey. Cause I mean, really they were probably, that was probably the strongest lineup top to bottom and best quality shows, best written shows at the mm-hmm. time, I think, because I mean, honestly, when when was when has anybody ever said, man, that that Saturday Night Live is a really well written show? Yeah, um, you know, specifically in the last five ten years, I don't know. So, but yeah, I'm I'm, I'm going with I guess it what's um, late eighties, early nineties lineup. Yeah. Yep, I think we're all on the same page on that one. I would have loved to have seen, speaking of Phil Hartman, I would have loved to have seen what he could have done, like if he were still around this season with Donald Trump. Oh, oh yeah. Man. He did a great oh. Trump back in the day when nobody cared about Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. So uh, he would have, I mean, he would have been, it would have been right in his wheelhouse. He would have been a star this, mm. this season. It's just absolutely and, tragic that he got yeah. cut off when he did. Yep. Um, all right, next on my list, I'll stick with sketch comedy and go with Chappelle show. Um, is in my top 10. Number s- I thought that show was absolutely genius. Number 63 on the list. Chappelle show is? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see it on there. I'm kind of surprised it made it. Uh, and I don't, I don't, I don't think I'll, it's not in my top 10, but yeah, I totally agree with you on it is, it is as smart as anything that's ever been on and it's hilarious and it's great. Everything Michael Rappaport does on that show makes me laugh. <laughs> he did a couple of parts on it and just everything made me laugh. But yeah, Dave Chappelle was just a uh, man. He force of nature. unbelievable like just so smart and quick Mm -hmm. and that's all that stuff that the the uh the the time reference stuff was just i mean it was spot on it's perfect yeah you ever watch it todd i yeah i did i watched uh i didn't watch i don't think i saw every episode but um obviously the uh what was it the player haters awards uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the one of the all time greats. And that and all the Rick, the Rick James stuff. Yeah, all of Charlie Murphy's stories. Every, yes, yeah. the Hollywood stories from Charlie Murphy, Prince, and Rick James, and all those. Yeah, Charlie Murphy. <laughs> Charlie Murphy. Just the other day, I caught. Um, I, I forgot that it was Eddie's song that. Uh, what what was his most popular song? Uh, party all the time. Yeah, yeah. My girl wants to party all the time. Party all the time. I forgot that that was Eddie, and I I, yeah. I caught the video of it, and then you know, and it's hilarious because like Rick James is in the video and is helping him produce the song. Like you know, that's what oh, the video man. the video is is of them in the studio, and he and there it's it's hilarious. 
to watch. Yeah. It is hilarious because the thing that Rick James did anything to make that song. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, Todd, he he was pushing a lot of buttons. Uh, I'll, I'll say, and, and moving some sliders uh, around in that vi- uh, video. So that's well. Then you know he's working. Yeah, he, I saw it with my own eyes. <laughs> well, you don't have to. You don't have to sway me, Christopher Walken. <laughs> but uh, yes. You you are were you you were getting ready to say something else, Scott, about Chappelle Show when I asked Todd if he'd seen it. Or you gonna say? Uh, I was just gonna say I felt like that show it really confronted race, and I mm. felt like it did. Don't you? Th- I mean, right? It did. Like yeah. it. Yeah. He he was not afraid to talk about it, and I felt it like it did it in a really positive, like move forward kind of way, like useful, constructive way. You know, yeah. criticism. Yeah, you know, and so I just give him and the show a lot of credit, and like you know, everybody knows what's going on today, and how you know non-constructive so much of it is, and and I feel people have their own agendas as to why, but that show, I just I just want to give it some credit for doing it the right way. Yeah, and he didn't. Nothing was off the table. No. He made fun of everybody for everything. Exactly how it should be. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Todd, you got another one? Man, it's uh, it's kind of dwindling over here. Uh, <laughs> well, I've got I've got stuff that I I feel like I need to throw up there that are again they're they're stuff that I loved, but they're not going to show up on any list. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then again, they might. I don't know, but probably not. Um, and I'm torn because I've got I've got a comedy that's more more recent, an HBO comedy that I really really like. Um, but I'll, but let me I, I'll save that one if we if we go one do one more round I'll I'll, I'll mention it then. But um, there you know, um, Kolchak the Night Stalker. That's my <laughs> that's my crazy. <laughs> Um, and let's be honest, the first time I've ever heard of it, uh, me too. I've never heard of it. It's, it's, uh, well, you can, you can ask anybody if, if this movie, if that show hadn't come out, then there wouldn't probably be an X-Files. And that's the truth. It's kind of the guy, you know, Chris Carter that did the X-Files. He kind of, he loved that show when he was younger. He kind of based some of the X-Files off of that show. Um, and it's, you know, Kolchak, the night stalker was a monster of the week TV show. Um, it started out as a movie, a TV movie. And at, at the time, back in 1971, I think, uh, 70 or 71, it was the highest rated TV show at, at that time. And then for gosh, maybe I think till roots came out in 76, it was one of the highest rated uh, TV shows or TV movies that had come out. Um, and they followed that up with, you know, there's another follow-up f- f- movie and it, and it did really well like the next year. And they're like, Oh, well, we got to have a TV series. And so they do the TV series and they didn't think it through it, you know, but there were some really good episodes, but it kind of petered out. It lasted one season. Uh, but I mean, just a great, starring turn by Darren McGavin who played Carl Kolchak, which is this kind of seedy newspaper reporter that runs into all these supernatural events and 
always in the middle of, you know, these, these little, um, uh, you know, mummies coming to life and werewolves on cruise ships, uh, vampires in Las Vegas, all kinds of weird, you know, weird kind of settings and interesting, interesting movies or an interesting episode. Some not so interesting because there was one that was uh, um, one of the one of the bat villains in one of the one of the episodes when it was getting closer to the end, when it finally got canceled, was a headless um, motorcycle rider. Um, and he was, a you know, that, that's your villain. He has no head and he's driving up Harley around town. Big Chopper. That was the name of the episode was Chopper. Um, but I love that show. I remember watching it uh, on TV and remember, I mean, at five or six or seven, however old I was, I was just so afraid, but yet couldn't take my eyes off the screen. So Friday nights, it came on at, wow. I think, 10 o'clock. It came on right after Kung Fu on ABC. Man. Good times. Now one of your top 10 shows lasted one season and scott and i neither one have ever heard of it that's why <laughs> i un- love touching it's unbelievable yeah <laughs> all right well we obviously don't have anything to add so i guess moving I, on I guess, scott what's your next one <laughs> uh my next one let's go with uh let's go with letterman on nbc mm. nbc's letterman so, so late night right that's what that one was yeah. called well, he also, if you remember, he had a daytime talk show on NBC before he went to uh, late night. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, but let's let's get the story straight because if you just say, "Oh, you know, it was the it was the late night when it was on NBC," well, there's more to it than that. Scott. <laughs> I actually didn't know that. I didn't know he had a daytime. I didn't show. either. Oh yeah. Um, Look it up sometime. Look that up and call, call check the Night Stalker. But it's I great. I loved. <laughs> okay letterman at that time and and thought he i mean i thought that was really good stuff and uh and that one was was just crazy about letterman so yep yep i he was it's a it's a runner-up for me it's just outside my top 10 that would have been on that list Um, i still have the uh 25th year anniversary on a vhs tape yeah here yeah and and I burnt that thing up. I watched it so many times. And, yeah, and, I'm with you on Letterman. So for any of the younger crowd that's listening, if you only saw Letterman on CBS, you just don't know like what he yeah. was. You know, in his prime, he he had so much energy in those early days, and and they were always doing really crazy stuff. And and he was just he was so far ahead of the curve. On it was kind of like Howard Stern, what he did for radio. Yeah, Letterman did for late night. Right. Um, just great ideas that, and, and I loved all Chris Elliott's stuff and, and, mm-hmm. um, the, the, yeah, Chris Elliott was great. He, he really made that. I mean, there was, there was one scene, there was one little vignette that, uh, Elliott did where he just, he comes out on stage and, uh, Dave's like, uh, Chris, you got, you got, you got a taste test over there for <laughs> yeah, you? The for dog food. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, well <laughs> I didn't see the dog food, but, but he had he had like he had a big I mean the huge container of Wesson oil, and then oh, he had a generic oh. brand, and he <laughs> chugs both of them. Oh. He chugs the Wesson first, Gosh. wipes his mouth off, then chugs the generic one, and then he looks over. He's like, Dave, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, that's genius. Any anytime Dave would take the show outside the studio. Yeah. It was just it was just magic and it was just genius and all the stuff and you know, he made he made people like Rupert G and and uh, Muji Burr and Sarah Jewel like like mm-hmm. uh, just stars and like all that stuff yeah. was so when we when when I took Sophie to New York and and uh they had and uh, Rupert was selling the like sweatshirts and stuff like I just you know we our place our the place we were the hotel we were staying was connected to the the Ed Sullivan Theater and so like Rupert you know in his store is just like right there so it was just interesting and and yeah. uh but yeah I loved that show and I, the thing I always remember is is Dave like going out on the street and and talking to some some people that owned a Chinese restaurant and he stops and it was like he was in the middle of some other sketch but he just stops because he sees Alan Alda's picture in the in the window of this restaurant and he gets the owners of the restaurant out there and he's like and so uh alan alda what's his favorite food that he eats here and he's like uh he like a string bean (laughs) (laughs) and uh, just stuff like that that dave could make anything funny you know yeah i think my favorite um my contributor was uh larry bud mailman yeah from the early years that dude man he cracked me up everything he did was funny yeah i remember the one he he kept yelling i must speak to batman yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, like i guess because maybe whoever was playing batman at the time was maybe on the show like maybe, maybe yeah and, michael keaton maybe or something or, yeah. yeah and he just kept yeah kept showing up screaming i yeah. must speak to batman <laughs> yeah. oh man um all right, uh, I'll put another one up on the list, and we've already mentioned it in another segment, but uh, Arrested Development made my top ten when it was before before Netflix got a hold of it. Um, I second that, that. Man, my that show was favorite. absolutely genius. Another unanimous pick from all three of us, number 27 on the list. 27. I'm happy with that. I didn't think it would – I thought it would be lower than that, so – and Good you know deal. what that that arrested came out maybe what a maybe the year before the office mm-hmm. started and the office was like a mid-season replacement it only did six episodes its first yeah. season but um i had some people at work and they're like oh yeah i love the office and i like the office i said i i really like the office don't get me wrong but if you haven't watched arrested development then you're not watching the best comedy on tv right now yeah uh, and and he watched it and he agreed. He was like, "Oh yeah, this is great." I, you know, had you know, this is what two thousand three or whenever it came out. I mean, that's yeah. You know, it that was it was huge. It was such a such a radical change. Yet it wasn't. You know, I mean, it, you still had you had that Ron Howard whole Ron Howard thing going, uh, which kind of you know it was good for people like us that were maybe a little older that enjoyed, you know, the whole happy days, uh, Andy Griffith kind of angle of it. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome show. And curse Fox for that. There's no way that that show shouldn't have lasted 10 years. And the only, like the only, uh, network capable of killing that show was Fox because they can kill any good show. Yeah. Yeah. The, the network where great shows go to die. Yeah. Is Fox and and just as a little side note, the I I liked the Grinder. I I think that was a good show and really yep, enjoyed it. I did too. 
it's on Netflix now too. If anybody missed it, um, but yeah, it was a great show, and there's no reason it should have got canceled. If and let me let me just let me say a little story about uh, Arrested Development's uh, third season, which was its final season. They, if you look at you know, if you go to Wikipedia and look at the the seasons, the first season I can't remember how many episodes it was. Uh, the second season, it may have stayed the same, may have increased by two episodes. And then the third season, I think they ended up giving it 12 episodes and they shuffled it around. Uh, it was on Sunday nights for the longest time. And at least on Sunday nights at eight or eight 30, I could watch it. And I knew it was on. Then they started shuffling around. Yes, it was, it was, exactly. Right. That's right. Exactly. And then, and then, the there are four episodes left. Uh, they've shown eight of them. They they play the last four episodes back to back to back to I back. Yep. On a Awful. Monday night against the Olympics, the opening night of the Olympics. Oh, good grief! That's what Fox did. Morons. Yeah. yeah. You've got so a pro- uh, you've got a property like that on your hands, and 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 for some reason you just pour gas on it, just and and just t- toss the match. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and look at the star power that came from that show, Yep. too. Like, they, man, that, no excuse. Uh, None at all. Every episode packed with so much, so many jokes. I mean, the the writers were really yep. earning their money on that thing. Oh, it yeah. was incredible. And and just every little thing I love, and Bob Blah Blah, and, yeah. <laughs> and his law blog. Bob Blah Blah's law blog. <laughs> and you know what and you know what that that was um uh yeah it was just i mean i had to i had to go back i remember going back and watching episodes three and four times and then hearing something new i was laughing during some punchline and i missed some bit of dialogue or some kind of exposition that I didn't hear the first time. Because something in the background that you didn't catch that was I was always yeah, I was I was laughing because you know there was always there was always Mm -hmm. blue handprints at the (laughs) bottom. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Joke for joke, man, that thing was just a machine gun's pace and you couldn't keep up with it. Yeah. Too good. Too good. What else? What else you got any more, Todd? Um well, I, I had Arrested Development in there. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm is another one. Um, you know, it's it's right up there with, with Seinfeld. Because, um, I mean, it's obviously, you know, it's all Larry. And um, I guess what makes it so neat is the, uh, I mean, he's the writer. He's the, he's the head honcho. He's the producer. He creates the whole concept. But, I mean, he, he basically, he, he comes up with a story arc for a season and then he comes up with some ideas for an episode and then he lets his he lets the actors in the episode just kind of improv all the way through mm. and that's and then and they somehow do it and you somehow have you know 10 episodes that have this you know there's this thread running through them and it's and it's you know it's resolved by the end of the 10th episode uh, not always positively but at least it's you know it's resolved and uh, just, I mean, some of the, I mean, I, it's just so many laugh out loud moments. Some of the things that he says and the, just his behavior. And I mean, he's obviously, that's not the kind, that's not the character he is, but you want him to be like that because you want, you want, you want to be able to be the guy that says what he says to anybody without fear of repercussion. And, uh, just, I mean, just a great show. Always, 
always worth watching and and multiple multiple views are needed for that one as well 19 on rolling stones list i've i've never seen it so i I can't contribute but it's a it's a show that i do want to watch yeah i've seen i think i've seen an episode or two and haven't haven't fully uh checked it out yet i'm telling you it, it you know the first the first few se- kind of like Seinfeld the first few seasons aren't as strong as the later the latter ones uh, but I'm I'm serious just do yourself a favor and and watch like like a weekend just watch a uh, watch a series or a season of it uh, eight or ten episodes whatever it is I'm telling you it's there's just some there's just I mean it's comedy gold and it's just some of the stuff you know the characters are so good his Jeff Garland's in it. He's great. Jeff Garland's uh, character's wife is, uh, you know, they just all play the notes just perfectly. Uh, and you got Richard Lewis showing up as Richard Lewis sometimes. You've got uh, Super Dave Osborne plays a character that's oh. not a stuntman. He's in it. <laughs> I love Super Dave. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I love Super Dave's show. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Super Dave's show. That yeah. didn't last long. That was on yeah, Fox no. 2, wasn't it? I think so, um, yeah. It may have been. It may have been. And I think it was a Sunday night deal, too, because it seems like it was around Married with Children-ish. Yeah. Man, I liked Super Dave's show. Yeah. I, I have to try to dig that up. Well, you got you need to you need to watch uh you need to watch some of the ones with his name's Marty, I think. Yeah, I can't remember. I, I've seen a little one. bit of that, yeah. Uh, but he's really good in it. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's just a great show. I think there's been nine seasons yeah. so far. Dave Osborne was on Arrested Development too. He was, he was uh, the dad's stand-in, right? Yeah. You remember right. that? Right. Yeah. 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 I think so. Yeah. You, uh, and, and, I, and I believe case, Curb yeah. Curb is actually available on Amazon Prime. I think it's free on Amazon Prime if you have that. All right. There you go. Is it my turn? Yes, sir. Let's, Let's go Simpsons. Ah. Uh, I think the first, you know, maybe not the first, but like, let's say like seasons three through 10 or something like that. Yeah. Man, like that stuff just made me, it just killed me. Yep. Golly, some good, good stuff. Uh, Again, that was in college, and I haven't really watched it since then. Cause, but they would play two episodes every afternoon, back to back, and I would watch. I would watch that, and loved, loved, loved that stuff. Especially, I think Mr. Burns. Yeah, all of Mr. Burns' <laughs> yeah. stuff was was what just killed me, and uh, and like that episode where he had a he had a company baseball team, and he brought in. You know, Griffey and uh, Daryl Strawberry, Daryl Strawberry, and Wade yeah. Wade Boggs, and uh, I think was it Wade Boggs that he kept telling to shave his sideburns or something like that. Yeah, him or Don Mattingly. It was that's one of those it. That's Don Mattingly. Yeah, and then, yeah. Aren't aren't those two the same person? Really, Wade Boggs and Don Mattingly. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that was good, and uh, and Bart was heckling Daryl Strawberry in the outfield, made him cry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was funny. Uh, uh, good stuff. I like The Simpsons too. Not in my top ten, but I did like it a lot. All right. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm saving two of them that are not on Rolling Stones list. Uh, this one isn't either, but um, 
if we're going episodical TV shows, I'm going to go with WWE Monday Night Raw. Oh, as wow. one of my all-time wow. favorites. Uh, because I have off and on watched that show from the time it started. Yeah. Uh, and it's still going today. And before we did this podcast, I just watched last night's on DVR. So I'm still going with it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, there were not bigger wrestling fans in the world than Scott and I in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, Raw was must-see TV for us. We'd go play basketball uh at at like was it like Sav like Sav Monday nights we'd go play basketball oh, yeah. Yeah. and then when it was over with I'd have it on VHS and we'd go over to my house and and watch Raw after that and I still have all those VHS tapes by the way <laughs> I bet of, there's some of the old Raws yeah I bet there is too so uh yeah I'm going Raw you know I've got a, a place in my heart like if I was going to pick a wrestling show I just always thought uh, Saturday night's main event was so cool. It was cool. Um, yeah, it was. It I, it was bittersweet because it he would, would take come SNL on off and take off Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah which, which made me mad. But, but it, yeah, it always felt like such a big deal. Yeah, Saturday it was your only chance event. to see good people wrestle each other. Yeah, they're right, right. Uh, uh, for free, like you'd have to uh-huh. do pay per view because you weren't seeing it on superstars. There was no such thing as Raw back then. Um, so unless you went to a show, it's the it was your only chance to see big names wrestle each other. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I remember like getting up, getting up in the middle of the night and walking around my room so I wouldn't fall asleep during Monday Night Raw <laughs> <laughs> or, or uh, Saturday Night's main event. Uh, next, who's next? Tachin, what else? Um, if you well, have any more on your list, yeah, you don't, don't. We're not forcing you to go if you're out. No, no, no. I, I, well, I've got a couple. Um, I guess I need to go kind of nostalgic again. Okay. Uh, and that's good times. Good times made the list. Hold on, I'll find it as you talk. Wow, good times, JJ. Yeah. Man, I, I, if you were if you were a kid my age, you loved JJ. Um, you loved him a lot. Um, <laughs> I, you know, it's funny how how you know unattractive he really is. But at the time, as a little boy, you don't care. Yeah, You're the coolest guy ever. You know. Yeah. Um, and love that show. I had it. I had a shirt that said Dynamite. Nice. Uh, I would like I've to have that pic- shirt. I've got a picture yeah. of myself in that shirt. So. That's incredible. Uh, but yeah, I love that show. I I think it I think it came on Tuesday nights on CBS eight o'clock or something like that. Love that show, absolutely. Janet love. Jackson was she on there? She was in it on the later episode. She was yeah. um, uh, the, their their pesky neighbor that always came over. Uh, okay, I think she yeah, were she was, uh, she was his her adopted daughter, Penny. I yeah, Janet Jackson. How about that? But yeah, I remember watching the reruns, the syndicated stuff. It would come on like on TBS with the Jeffersons, yeah, back to back. And I remember, I remember thinking JJ was pretty cool. <laughs> he was pretty dang cool, man. <laughs> Did you say it was on the Rolling Stones list somewhere? It is. It is. I, I'm. It's uh, crazy. I'm in the '80s right now. There's the. I also remember thinking was the. Um, 86. Mom's name, 86. Number 86. 
what was the mom's name on the show? Florida. I want to say Florent. Florent. Florida. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. We were thinking that is got to be the ugliest woman in the history of television. <laughs> Esther that Roll. That woman was pretty repulsive looking. But anyway. <laughs> That's funny. I think she's, I don't know. There's, I mean, it's weird to say. I don't know. It's like her, it felt like her head was too big for her teeth or something. I don't know. It freaked me out a little bit. There's something I love about the way she looks, but. It's just yeah. So hey, different I'll taste. Throw that out there. In our- I mean, I'm not saying like I, you know, would like court the woman, but okay. I'm just no, saying she's you. she's got like uh, like like if I, you know, it's like looking at a painting. Like I just you know, she's she's you know, she's she's beautiful in her own way. I hear you. You have a thing for Florida from good times. <laughs> I hear you. Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's right. <laughs> All right. Like, a, like I would want her to be my mom or something. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what else you got? <laughs> uh, let's see. So it's my turn. Let's go. Yeah, I'm starting to get into nostalgia territory. Yeah, I'm, fu- I'm full into nostalgia territory now. So... Okay. Um, we'll go the one that actually makes the list. Let's go Muppet Show. Muppet Show. It yep. was a, uh, also ran for me too. A, the, a runner up. The original. That's a good one. Yep. Uh, nothing can compare. Nothing can compare to, to when Jim and, uh, Frank were doing their thing. And yep. like, it's genuinely funny and it's some, some, like actual grown-up humor, and uh, I love the show. Who was your favorite Muppet? Kermit. Uh, hmm. Just he, you know, he's not the funniest, but I just uh, there's something about about Kermit that yeah, yeah. Just I mean, because he he is Jim, and there's just he's just a, such a I don't know. There's just a don't get me started. Don't get me started. Love, <laughs> love Jim, love Kermit, and I miss them very much. Um, I, lo- I, I did like Gonzo a lot, and uh, as far as funniness goes, got the most laughs out of uh, Sam the Eagle and and the Swedish Chef, of course. Oh, the Swedish Chef, yeah, 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 yeah. Todd, do you have a uh, a favorite Muppet? <sighs> um. Yeah, I always liked um I always liked Animal. Um Yeah. But but I also liked Beaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loved Beaker. Yeah. yeah. He, that was he was good for great for laughs. Um it really made me mad. Did either of you see any of the, the new the, the new like office style Muppet show? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I watched one episode. Yeah. I think. I watched several with Sophie and um uh, you know, it was okay, and it had its moments. It should have been better than it was. I really had high hopes because you know they picked out some of the best jokes and put it on the the, the previews for it. And it was like that show could have been really good, but they made some bad decisions. And like you, they made like animal talk for one thing, mm. and it's like he was saying a lot of words. And it's like why? Did, yeah. And I heard I heard like the the showrunner explaining why he did that, and it's it just like no, just. That's a terrible decision. Yeah. 
Was uh, it something stupid and political? And it wasn't political. It was he was being yeah. too smart for his own good and talking about like the days that had passed and 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 he thought it you know that uh, animal could do a lot more if you if you made him speak and like but no like that, that's that's the key to animals comedy right. he could just say one word and you knew you know and he could just woman woman yeah, right. you know and stuff like that <laughs> that you get you take away you lose all those jokes about like how simplistic he is if you make him say uh, like a sentence like so but whatever yeah anyway i remember my uh the episode i remember in my mind being blown and i was so excited was the episode that uh sylvester stallone hosted because seeing the muppets with rocky was <laughs> yes. pretty stinking cool yes absolutely <laughs> and the like the um star wars people uh, yeah yeah Exactly. Yeah, the, the 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 guest host and some of some of the, it, it's funny to watch those and and see who does well with with the Muppets. You know, yeah. S- some people just completely buy in and and yeah. and connect with the Muppets, and and then you can tell other people are like, I'm talking to a puppet right now, and they're they're, they're just they can't get in the zone and and like right. act yeah. with them. But some people like are just are there and really doing a great job. Yeah, uh, my favorite. I, I really like Gonzo, but I think my favorites were uh, Statler and Waldorf. Always yes. made me laugh. Yes. Always. So, and the Swedish Chef also ranks. Um, all right, I've got uh, two more. One of them, I don't think either one of you all watch or have any interest in, and I won't spend too much time on it. But man, I, I complete. And this did not make Rolling Stones list. These next two didn't make Rolling Stones list, which makes me think. Rolling Stone's list is completely erroneous, and I'm throwing it in the garbage. <laughs> um, but, uh, man, I, I got so enveloped in Sons of Anarchy. Hmm. Um, that that story, that, uh, those scripts from a writing standpoint um, were so, like, the storylines were so smart. Um, and, like, they, they had, in, in a time where it's really hard to, catch an audience by surprise um sons of anarchy could do it and they did not hesitate to kill off main characters uh on a whim basically just to throw the audience on a on a whirlwind um so i would add all of those are on netflix i would recommend them i would i think for me sons of anarchy is my favorite drama ever tv show wow yeah and my wife just said hers too. So wow, how about that? Yeah, I, I highly I can't recommend Sons of Anarchy enough. You have to kind of get through, and this is I can't get my stepson to watch it for this reason. You kind of have to get through all the uh, the bro hugging and the um, I love you, brother stuff. You kind of have to get through all that stuff. But uh, if you can if you can get through that, man, Jax Taylor is the coolest character on TV, maybe besides JJ, who we discussed. <laughs> Fair enough. Yep, I've never seen it. Yep. Well, go go watch it. Sons of Anarchy. There you go. Todd, you got any more? Um, I do. Uh, Happy Days. Happy Days. Nice. Is on the list. Has to be. Had to be on that list. I don't know where, but I'll, I'm going to say top 50. I'll tell you as as you're talking about it. 
uh, the Fonz. Got you know. Yeah. yeah. I mean, cool dudes in leather jackets. You got to go. If you're going, not going Jax Taylor from Sons of Anarchy. You go the Fonz, right? Jump, jumping the shark, man. Jumping the shark started with. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, unattractive, unattractive leading women. Pinky Tuscadero. I mean, it's got it all. 65 on the list. Hmm. Wow. Um, yeah, I would I would venture to say, if I had to guess, Fonzie might have been the most popular character ever on a TV show. In 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 the height of fer- Fonzie fervor, Yeah, I, I bet he was, that no character has ever been more popular. I'd say that's probably right. I can't think of any to put up against him. And he didn't even like the character that much, right? Who me? Winkler, Henry Winkler. Oh, didn't Hen- like yeah, him. yeah. I think I think that's right. Because he yeah, was like I, a thirty-five-year-old man playing yeah. a guy who was cool to high school kids, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. And and the thing is, I mean, he was he got to be you know he wasn't he wasn't a main character the first couple of seasons. I mean, you you could tell. I mean, they. You know, after that first season or two, they started writing him into more, and he became more of a focus of the show. Right, and then people were like, "Oh wow, he, you know, he's not going to stay around long." He ends up staying through the whole thing, and Ron Howard leaves early. Yeah, so yeah. I wanted the Cunninghams to be my parents. Mrs. C. Yeah, I like the Cunninghams a lot. Yeah, and the dad always had a lifesaver. Yeah, when when times got tough, that was have, cool. have a lifesaver, son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, happy days, there Scott. You, you got any more? Um, I'm officially into our stuff that might not make the list, but and it's nostalgic and and maybe okay. should it be in the list? Okay. Uh, should, should I? I've got I'll I've got my top two. Do you want those both right now? Should we do that? Um, I've got one more that I want. Okay. That, that Rolling Stones didn't put on the list. That's that's my favorite. Let's do that. It's my favorite TV show of all time. Oh, here we go. Um, the, it's the fir- the first four seasons. Favorite TV show of all time is the Andy Griffith Show. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and there is not. I you can't name another show that will hold up comedically. Or content wise, for that show was in the 60s, so it's 50 years old and it's still funny. Yeah. All the jokes still work. And Don Knotts, as far as a, a physically gifted comedian, does not get his due. Um, that I, I mean, I could go on for a long time about <laughs> the Andy Griffith show, uh, especially the Don Knotts, the black and whites with Don Knotts. But um, I think that show was so perfectly written. Mm-hmm. Uh, I heard that, like in the in, when when Andy and and uh, Don Knotts were writing the show, um, with the with, and the writers, if they came across a joke that felt like a joke, they would cut it. Like everything had to seem supernatural to them. Oh, yeah. um, and if it felt like it was a forced joke, it, it didn't make the didn't make the cut. Um, I think it was man. It's just it. It has transcended. I can watch them right now, and my and my kids watch them with me, and they're like, "Why are we watching this old show?" And then I and then I show them a couple episodes, and they can't get enough of it now. So, um, so that's a generation that I'm trying to. I'm single handedly <laughs> trying to carry on the legacy of Andy and and Barn and and uh, and Gomer and the crew. But uh, another Ron Howard show too, by the way. But there um, you go. 
And yep. I'll, I'll guarantee, I can guarantee that that was just an oversight. Uh, and and some whoever made the list just screwed up because you think so? Yes, I'll I, I would bet any amount of money on it if you whoever pushed send on the list if you went to them like directly afterwards and said hey you guys didn't put Andy Griffith on the list I, they would have said oh crap you know because like, <laughs> yeah. you know these twenty somethings or whoever made this list yeah yeah they just overlooked it and, and somehow didn't come up with it. There's no yeah because I love Lucy was on exactly list. And it was a good show for the time but you watch them now they're not funny nothing holds up yeah yeah and if you, yeah if you're go, if you're gonna put one of those on the list the other one has to be on there just by default yeah so I think it was just a screw up that's what we're gonna say anyway they screwed up jerks Todd any thoughts on Andy Griffith or are we going into nostalgia uh, yeah, almost uh, almost it's, made you know I I think. Um, you could you can look. Um, I think you can kind of mirror Andy uh, Andy Griffith and Seinfeld, kind of together. Uh, you've got you've got that ensemble cast that you know was pretty much there from the beginning to the end. Yeah. Uh, more so with Seinfeld than with Andy Griffith, but everybody worked off everybody else. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been the show that it was without Andy and. Barney and yeah. Aunt B and you know George and you know Elaine they they work perfectly uh you know and you know Seinfeld's in New York but basically he's in a small town it's in the house it's in right. it's in the apartment building or it's in the diner so it's you know it's kind of a very similar story and both very well done and the whole you know the emphasis to make it all seem natural and not you know <laughs> Uh, yep. not work for stuff that you don't need to work for. Yeah, and it's so hard now to get a good laugh and, and the material be 100% clean. Um, yeah. And, and, man, Andy just it cracks you up. And all the side characters work. Ernest T. Bass and the Darlings and uh, all of it. Floyd Floyd the Barber. All, all of the side characters are just perfect, too. So, anyway, I could go on about Andy Griffith forever. So, let's move on before I do. <laughs> Let's. Are we into runner-up nostalgia? Almost, almost made the almost made the list. Time. Yeah, it's midnight, so I think so. Oh, good grief! It <laughs> sure is. Okay. I would like to say I would like to say one, and, and going again with uh, how a, a really good cast can make a really good show, even if the show maybe is not so strong, and it doesn't do everything that you wish it would, but just because you enjoy watching this group of people as a cast and a, a show that does it for me, at least the first four seasons is news radio. Um, really good cast. Uh, Phil Hartman, the glue, the glue for that show. Yeah. Uh, but, but Dave Foley, really good and strong. Um, you know, both, uh, both, uh, all three of the female leads, Stephen root root, uh, playing the, uh, you know, the owner of the radio station, uh, Andy Dick, you know, actually mm -hmm. being somewhat, you know, passable. Uh, Joe Rogan. I mean, all of those guys together and gals were just perfect and did such a good job. And, you know, if you if you like radio or if you you know, if you're in that that field, it's just one of those shows that you, you automatically turn to because there's a lot of stuff that, you know, 
characters that you would, you know, if you worked in that kind of a situation, you would, you would feel kind of akin to, I really loved it. Uh, you know, when Phil passed, you know, when they did another season with John Lovitz, it just didn't, he, it showed that he obviously yeah. was the heart and soul of it. Cause it really just, I don't even think the rest of the, the, the crew and the cast, uh, they were doing it. They were doing their best job, but you could tell they were just deflated by what had happened to him. Yeah. I didn't watch it that often, but what I watched, I really liked. Yeah. Great show. Great show. All right. Let's run down our quick. Uh, we like them because they're from our era, but we we understand what they are list. Uh, the one that I would contend maybe should even be on the list if I went back and actually watched episodes to confirm whether or not it's just nostalgia or whether it's good enough to be up there. It's tough to compare it to, to dr- the dramas, though, that made it, you know. But right. Dukes of Hazzard, um, that's a great show. It's a great show. And, and I think I have seen episodes here and there, and the Roscoe and Boss Hogg stuff like works to this day and is mm. really like those two are great great actors and, and and great at what they did and and both of those guys especially Boss Hogg uh classically trained actors yeah um Boss Hogg you know was was a Shakespearean actor and on and on and on like that dude <laughs> and and by all accounts, a really great guy, but love, love the Dukes of Hazard in so many ways, and and fell in love with Daisy Duke as a child, and and uh, and nobody was oh co- yeah cooler than Bo and Luke, and I had Dukes of Hazard bed sheets and pillowcases and uh, really? <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, Dukes of Hazard, and then the other one I would say uh, Dallas. Because I I oh, yeah. I might think that J.R. Ewing is possibly the greatest uh, TV character overall of all time. Maybe it could be, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had uh, Dukes on my list as well. I didn't have Dallas, but I did have Dukes. As well. I never watched Dallas that much. Yeah, I, my grandparents would watch it, uh, and I when I was over at their house at night, and and so. Yeah, I, I caught some caught some Dallas, and I don't think I'd want to watch a bunch of it. But man, if I watching clips, and we did watch a bunch of clips, the three of us, when um, Larry Hagman passed away, and man, some yeah. of that stuff is good. Like he was a so genius. good. He's a genius. Yes. Yeah, and uh, like you, you, the phenomenon of Dallas, because it, it was it was a full fledged phenomenon at the time and and the you know J.R. Ewing was you know the the phrase came out the the man you love to hate and like that's where that yeah. came from and mm-hmm. and you can totally see why because he was he was just a genius at doing it and and I love love the the best of of uh, J.R. from that show yeah good stuff um I had two more on on the nostalgia list that I know are terrible shows but I like them because of when they came out and what they were. And oh wait, the wait. A-team. Okay, go ahead. A-team. A-team and uh Night Rider both. Yeah. And they both are in that same category of just super mm-hmm. campy action, don't really make a whole lot of sense. <laughs> um but a whole a whole lot of fun. And if you you can go back and watch them and just shred those things to pieces. Um but man, they were 
as a kid, yeah. they were incredibly cool, and now they're just fun to watch. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't have adored and been more obsessed with both of them as yeah. a kid. Could, couldn't possibly. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Dallas eighty did make the list out of these shows that we're talking about. Oh, wow. Dallas is on the list at eighty one. I guarantee the other two aren't. Nope, and uh, yeah, Dukes isn't, <laughs> and and those two aren't. Yeah, a team and Night Rider. Yeah, yeah. You got any Todd? Man, we lost. We lost Sheen. Thought he was awful quiet during nostalgia time. <laughs> um. One other that I might throw up there in that category would be um, Quantum Leap. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I kind of hear him rumbling back there. Todd, are you back? I'm back. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, here. I'm here at work. I had to, I had to run out for a sec. Oh. All right. I heard you say Quantum Leap, though, and Quantum Leap, man, Quantum Leap's a good show. Yeah, and we said, uh, Alan said Knight Rider and A-Team, and I said yeah. Dallas and Dukes of Hazzard. Well, all of those are good. Uh, mine, mine are Six Million Dollar Man. Yeah, yeah, I knew that one, yeah. Another classic, yeah. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, probably, just because, I mean, there were so many. You could just, you could... You could pick a couple out of a hat there. I mean, Beretta was another one. Um, you know, um, so many, so many of the cop shows from the seventies and eighties, all worthwhile for you know. And all these shows that that we're listing in this section, that I just I couldn't possibly love more. I really couldn't. And and these are the shows, and these are the reasons that we. This is where Space Cops came from. Absolutely, and why we do that. Yep, they inspire all of it. Even Coy and Vance a little bit. Yes, absolutely. And (laughs) and if we get to do what we wanted to do with Space Cops, then then that'll come into play directly. Yep. I still see us getting our Coy and Vance episode on there. It's going to happen. We we have to. We have to. (laughs) Yep. Um, a, A show that I wanted to be good, and I wanted to love because I thought the concept was cool and I tried to make myself convince myself it was good, but it was just a train wreck was Max Headroom. Yes, me too. <laughs> yes. Wanted to, yeah, wanted to yeah. love that because there was nothing cooler than Max Headroom. <laughs> 20 minutes in the future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, it was a turd. It was a terrible, terrible show. But nothing, nothing was yeah. cooler than the than the the visual of it, and yeah, and the the actor that did it, um, I almost remember his name, but yeah, loved it, and it was a mixture of everybody thought at the time that it was computer graphics, and it actually wasn't. It was a mixture of uh, prosthetic makeup and some video effects. But uh, the, but the like the the jerking and the and the repeating himself, he would actually do some of that stuff. Like and uh, so it was a mi- oh, really? it was a mixture. Yeah, Matt Frewer. Matt Frewer. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank you. I didn't look that one up either. I swear. Wow, that's nice. a deep there's a good. There's a good pull. Well done. All right. Anything else, or are we done? Well, I tell you, um, I, you know, another, another show, um, you know, I mentioned Twilight Zone. I think Twilight Zone had, 
a lot of people will talk about the, you know, how, how, how the, you know, most of those episodes were fantastical and, um, you know, they're all sci-fi fantasy horror stuff like that, but they all had, you know, they were all allegory for, you know, a lot deeper things going on in the, you know, in the world at the time, you know, race relations and things like that. And I mean, a lot of people saw that and a lot of people just saw it as, Hey, it's a monster of the week movie or show, but a good, good show. I mean, it, it ran several, several seasons. Uh, You know, you always had the, the twilight zone ending. Uh, So you kind of got to a point where you saw that coming. Uh, but I, I really liked, you know, I liked what it did. Um, and to a lesser degree, there was a show uh, Rod Serling was the host of as well called Night Gallery. And it was more macabre. Uh, it was three seasons, I think, in the early 70s. Similar, similar setup. You know, he he introduced the stories and he was the host. He, you know, he was in the framing uh, at the beginning, at the end. Uh, and then you'd have, you know, you'd have a show, you know, a little episode in between. Uh, but he was he was kind of behind the writing and producing of both of those shows. Uh, both of those are good. I think, you know, really good, t- uh, really good TV. Dark Shadows is another one for me, um, just because, you know, it was a it was really horrible at, at times. But it was it was such a huge I mean, it made such a a huge uh, impression on people at the time. Cause you, you know, you, you take a, a show that was a Gothic soap opera and add ghosts and mummies and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden <laughs> the world goes nuts. And, you know, I mean, it's so, you know, you watch some of the old shows and you'll see, you know, people like accidentally run into the, the backgrounds on the sets and they almost fall over. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's, you know, it's, there's a lot of humor there, but they're, they're all playing it straight, keeping a straight face while they're doing it. Um, it, it's, it's great. I mean, the things, you know, still alive 50 years later. One show on the list that, uh, I've always had a really fun place for, but maybe have only seen, you know, actually only watched like an episode of that I would like to try out and, and like, you know, start from the beginning and and see if it's if it's great, uh, and if it would be like one of my favorites is the Rockford Files. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a it's a good show. I mean, I remember watching it. It's um, it's probably one of those that you could probably watch now and and probably appreciate. I mean, when it was on, I remember it was on like on Friday nights, uh, and I remember watching it every once in a while. I remember watching Quincy. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of those, you know, they're just, uh, at the time, you know, my age, I just, I mean, you know, uh, Garner was, I guess, probably in his fifties when he was doing the show. I mean, uh, you know, he wasn't, you know, yeah. Late forties. Yeah. Young boys weren't like, Oh yeah, I want right. to be Jim Garner when I grow up. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah. but it was a good show. I mean, and it, and it had, you know, I think that was, that was Stephen Jay, wasn't it? I think so, and it was so. Uh, I believe so, and uh, it was so out of the norm, especially for the time. But it's just a cool feel because you know that kind of whole, almost like a like a beach bum feel to it, right, Todd? Yeah. And, and like, yeah, yeah. It, it just the, that hadn't really been done. It just the vibe of it and and who Jim Rockford was 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 very different and cool in my eyes. And I, I would like to to give it a try now and see 
if I would enjoy watching it. At 47 on the list, by the way. 47. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it was a good, I mean, he had, you know, he had his, there was a group of characters. They were all pretty much his age or older. His dad was in it and he had, you know, a couple of, um, you know, guys that helped him eyes on the street kind of thing. He was a private eye. He had a, I don't know if it was a Trans Am or Camaro, but it was, you know, everybody Trans loved his Am. car. Yeah. I think it was a Trans Am. No, I mean, yeah. And I guess, and I guess he lived on a boat. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. Houseboat or something, or, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to be that guy? All right. All right, fellas. I think uh, just a little uh, behind the scenes, we wanted this segment to last 20 minutes. Yeah. And we would like, and we, and we continue to tell ourselves that uh, these episodes need to be an hour long and that's the sweet spot. And my little recorder here (laughs) is is coming in at two hours and 25 minutes. So good gracious. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no oh man all right well um let's well, if you were to put here. that if you were to put that on uh mercury it yeah, would that's be right an hour. that's right so it's it's the witching hour boys let's let's go to bed all right uh good talk though good talk about some television i like it um but we're all we're all ready to i think hit the hay <sighs> so if you all are good let's let's finish this off um Thanks for listening. Please continue to share these episodes. Um, please subscribe and uh, leave us a review. Hit those five stars. Yeah. So uh, we got some fun stuff coming up for you all. Um, so just keep spreading the word, and we appreciate you listening. So uh, we're going to go to bed. For Todd Sheen and Scott Stafford, this is Alan Martin reminding you to walk softly and talk hard. Well, I hope you come to see me in the Then I know that you will plainly see Biggest fool that's ever hit the big time And all I gotta do is act naturally